genre. everyone, welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, one turtle shell bobbing minute at a time. I am your host, Scott Tofty. It is hashtag Pizza Friday here on Turtles Minute, so I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, I had my hashtag Pizza Saturday and Pizza Sunday of last weekend, so I'm a little pizzaed out. Just kidding. That's a lie. I can never be pizzaed out. It's not a real thing. Uh, but joining me, as always, our co-host, Chris O'Connor. Man, I love being a podcaster. <laughs> Rachel Gatlin. Hi. <laughs> and Adam Sheehan. You know, I, I've, I've recently been told that I need to watch my weight, so I've been trying to cut out pizza from my diet. Yeah. And every week on our Facebook group is making it harder and harder <laughs> to do so. <laughs> like, I, I wish I never started this hashtag. And you had pizza last week and it was like crack. Yeah, like, I ha- I haven't had had pizza in like a month and then Relapse. we ordered pizza and I like, like my pupils got bigger. <laughs> uh, also joining us for the final time this week, friend of the show, Mr. James McKenna. Hi, James. Oh, hello. Oh, Hello. It's kind of a Jerry Lewis hello there. I like yeah. that. Uh, James, what's your favorite kind of pizza? Um, I'm, I'm going to be weird. I like cheese. This is gonna be that's, that's not the weirdest thing we've yeah, heard. It's, it's, it's not the really weirdest not. thing, but like honestly, there's nothing like a plain slice to me is just yeah. nothing more gratifying. I feel like you're like the third guest in a row who has said that. <laughs> it's like the theme for the end of this movie. Like It was kind of crazy for a while, and then everyone just sort of settled the hell down. Everybody, everybody has just simply embraced being cheesy. Yeah, there's a lot of weird ones. I think uh, being not being that guy, but being in New York has spoiled me enough. Where like I was into a lot of like weird pizzas for a while, and now I just like a quality cheese slice because I'm apparently like a grandfather now. Best, so it's best great. pizza place in New York. Go. Oh God! Uh, if I had to get a staple like. Put a gun to my head. I need to slice. I'm going to do Rizzo's Astoria. All right. See, mine is Fiori's on Bleecker Street in the village. It's a good call. It's a good call. For me, it's more of an emotional, like, when I first got to New York, Uh, Rizzo's was, like, the spot I hit all the time. mm. So now it's just kind of, like, ingrained in my soul. Yeah. So So there was this pizza place called Maria's down in Bay Ridge, where I used to live. And uh, for a while, the exterior of that building was being used as an internet meme, and I felt kind of, like, secondhand famous. I was like, hey, that's my pizza place. Um, and James, you're moving to Los Angeles, and I've heard the pizza, there's a severe drop in quality. Oh, I've been there before. It is not great. Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've heard. We have a friend that lives in San Francisco, Taco and every, trucks, time, man. every time she comes to visit, we have to take her to get Philly pizza, because apparently the pizza in San Francisco is terrible. It's so yeah, terrible that no, she would California. prefer Philly pizza. <laughs> Which, yeah. Compared California to New York pizza. pizza, it's not as good, but... Compared to uh, Los Angeles? Yeah. 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 Uh, The thing that will always confuse me is my hometown is Boston, and I don't know if anyone's ever traveled to Canada, but there's a semi-famous pizza chain throughout Canada that is Boston Pizza. Um, And it's it's not good. Like, there's no famous Boston Pizza. Boston Pizza is trash. (laughs) I don't know who convinced the Canadians this was a smart idea. Um, They did it as a joke. Yeah, more or less. Kind of like Boston Market. You know how Boston's famous for their rotisserie chickens and mashed potatoes? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Of yeah. course. And gastrointestinal distress. Yeah. <laughs> I have not I eaten remember, there since it made me sick that time. I remember walking through Manhattan one time and we passed a McDonald's and they were selling Philly cheesesteaks for some reason. Oh, and I, it made me so angry. Oh, no. <laughs> Just walk in and be like, shut this down. Shut it all down. No, There's no, so no. many things wrong with this statement. That's- you know what I hate about myself is I would see something like that and I'm like, I'm... I'm so sadly curious that I need to try something that horrible. A, a McDonald's. <laughs> like Burger King's like... doing tacos now? Oh. Uh, yeah, you know what yeah. those tacos are? They're the burgers that are, are past what they could sell as a burger, so they chop <laughs> them up and they're putting them in tacos now. I believe it. That's what the Wendy's chili is. Yeah. Right? Honest to God. Okay, the oh, Wendy's well, chili is sense. delicious, and you wash yourself. <laughs> yeah, Wendy's chili is really good, even it's if really it's yesterday's good. burgers. Yeah, yeah don't don't br- don't bring Wendy's Twitter down on. Leave us. Wendy <laughs> out of yeah, this. I don't I don't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> Wendy's, please. We please love Wendy's. Be merciful. So Wendy, Wendy, Wendy will shred you. <laughs> Wendy's is my favorite hangover food. Speaking of shreds, let's talk about some baconated. turtles, shall we? Oh, what a segue that was! Mm. Why nice. do they pay me the big bucks? Trick question? No, they don't. Um, <laughs> All they that don't pay us anything. <laughs> um, minute, what are we on? Eighty. Minute eighty starts with a, a very serene kind of settling of the dust kind of moment here, and ends with uh, you know a very serene settling of a dump hand. <laughs> and and where term. this a, a part where the movie could have easily just ended, like we could have gone to credits right here. And that's it's fine. very true. It could have. I mean, let's let's. Start at the the beginning here, though, shall we? So the dust is settling. We actually answer our uh, our our question from last minute. Rachel was asking, you know, kind of the I think it was Rachel was asking the layout yeah. of of where we are on the dock, and it pulls yeah. back just far enough. We see the damage, and we see that we are right alongside the Dock Shore Club, right by the door they came out of. They are parallel. This whole thing took place parallel to the club. Um, we we are oriented now. We know where we mm-hmm. are. So debate settled. Thanks. We did it ourselves. We didn't. Thanks for help. establishing that shot movie. Yes. Yeah. Establishing shot. Thank you. I just love like looking at it and being like, what a horribly built dock. <laughs> I like it. Like that bottom level it's, seems it's not inaccessible. Built. It's pre-war. That, uh, there we go. Uh, but like the bottom levels inaccessible, except Shredder got there down there with like no issues. Yeah, did he f- get thrown out into the water and then swim back to the dock? Yeah, that's what I think happened. Yeah. Okay. When he was exploded through the glass wall by the giant speaker yeah. cone. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is sort of a weird dock. Oh, I, God. I don't really see like a ladder to the top level anywhere. You know, you know what would be funny is if uh, like in the last minute when Leonardo was pleading his case to try and get him to stop, Shredder just yelled, What? I can't hear you. <laughs> That's why he's so angry. Yeah, because he's he's temporarily deaf. Your teenagers and your rock and roll music. <laughs> it's just too to, damn loud. I'm going to teach you a lesson. Um. So all the dust is kind of settling, and then we get this cool shot that I've always liked. Um, of the turtles' shells, sort of. Yeah. popping back up out of the water one at a time and it got me thinking where have i seen this shot before well <laughs> i i don't know i i've told you guys this earlier not you guys the audience but you guys my co-hosts i i i bought you a little gift uh for the 
you know, for, for doing this. I haven't shipped it to you yet. I have them right in front of me. And what they are, thanks to uh, Ninja Pizza on Facebook, they are laminated 35 millimeter film strips of the original Ninja Turtles wow. trailer. And I have, I mean, each one of them has about five frames on it. And I've got, you know, a handful of them of different scenes in the trailer. And one of the scenes so that I noticed is a bunch of turtle shells floating in the water. This is a sequence that was shot for the original movie and cut. There's a moment in the original trailer, you can find it on YouTube, we'll post the link, where turtle shells emerge out of the water somewhere. Mm. I think it might have been around the time when uh, April's getting mugged. I don't know when it was supposed to happen in the film, but the scene was shot. Apparently they liked it so much that they put it in this movie, not terribly dissimilar to the whole Kino doing the bell trick thing. That was supposed to be in the first movie also, as we've found out from storyboards that were shared with us uh, online and things of that nature. So once again, a shot from the first movie didn't get used. They're like, hey, that was cool. Let's do it in this one. So, ta-da. So <laughs> on, on the YouTube page that we have pulled up right now, it, it's got the video on the left, and the things it recommends on the right are... are making me laugh. The first one oh is dear. Everything Wrong with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990 <laughs> from CinemaSins. The one I below that guys. is Is CGI Getting Worse from a channel called Center Row? And then the third one is George Carlin on some cultural issues. Well, this is all based on my, my history. <laughs> I know. And yeah, I, if, I, if you go a few below that, you have the trailer for Welcome to Anadonia, the show that I worked on. <laughs> Mine is the video for Fine Young Cannibals, She Drives Me Crazy, the video nice. for I Can't Go For That from Hall and & Oates, and apparently Jim Carrey's first appearance on the Johnny Carson show. <laughs> and then also nice. that Jimmy Fallon skit where he had the Saved by the Bell reunion. So, Oh, man. We're all nerds. <laughs> I just love how many times I've watched my own show yeah. that it comes up on my Up Next. Oh, that's cute. You like yourself. Uh, I'm like... 30% of our, our view numbers. <laughs> mine, mine, mine are all politics. <laughs> um, how do we think we did this shot? Do you think those are just shells? Because there's no way they submerged full turtle puppets under there, right? Yeah. The way they pop up, it's uh, there has to be something like they're just the shells over like a beach ball. Yeah. yeah. And they're like on some sort of cable under the water. Yeah, I remember we interviewed Steve Barron, the director from the first movie, and he was all like, yeah, we put glycerin on them to make them look more real. And, you know, the the Henson company hated us for it. I can't imagine <laughs> they would have loved getting these giant puppets soaking wet. Like, even in the yeah. shot when the turtles, you know, quote, come out of the water and get back up on the dock, it looks like they've maybe been lightly misted with a spray bottle. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think those were specific props. Yeah. I really love the idea that they told the guys who are in the turtle suits, like, hey, we're going to submerge you guys for like 45 <laughs> seconds to pull this shot off. Don't <laughs> worry, there's going to cool be train drivers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd imagine this is some kind of like pool float apparatus and they yeah. just built a shell on it. It just makes me think of that game Pitfall where you have to like jump across like crocodiles in the water and like you can jump yeah. on their heads and stuff. I noticed something about uh, the costuming on these on these shells. Yes. So we see Leonardo's shell pop up with his his sword sheaths. With yes. No Empty. swords in them. And the swords haven't been in there for any of these minutes. I stopped pointing it out because I you know it's he's just had no swords for the majority of this movie. But go like, on. What's the point? And then we see three other shells that are pretty much costumed the same way. 
So we don't see Leonardo's bow or the sheath that his bow Donatello's. Donatello, sorry. Yeah, I think if I had to nail it down, I think Donatello's shell is the one that pops up to the immediate front left in yeah, front that's of Leo's. Yes. And I think you're seeing like what would be the shoulder strap there. His mm. sheath was I, as far as I can remember, it was really only a couple of strings. I don't think he had like a full thing to hold his bow staff in there. You know what I could do? I've got Just this, some paracord. I've got this NECA Donatello action figure, which is super what? screen accurate right in front of me. Yeah, and even on the NECA figure, there's just two strings on that shoulder strap to hold the bow staff in. So I'm oh, assuming okay. that must have been what it was on the actual Donnie costume also. Not quite as obvious as the Leonardo scabbards. I just remember his his action figure had like a, a little tube that it kind of slid oh, into. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's also true. Um, So turtle shells pop up. And then our four guys kind of reach up and grab onto the dock and haul themselves up. And I adore every second of this minute from the beginning of this movie <laughs> to the end. But this shot of the, all four of them lined up with their arms over the edge of the dock, even the part where Donatello's like mask is over his face and he has to flip it out of the way, like it's just such a great little funny, like tension breaking moment. But that shot of all of them lined up with the cityscape in the background is possibly one of the most beautiful shots in this entire film. Yeah, it's pretty great. Mm. And the I'm, puppetry in this is awesome all around, too. Yeah. For some reason, Donatello is still doing a lot of side-eye, though. <laughs> yeah. James, we've it's... noticed that Donatello never turns his head in this movie. He only ever looks left and right. Oh, perfect. So next time you watch from beginning to end, count how many times Donatello turns his head for us, would you? I'm re- I so I have the I have it on silent just going through this scene and I'm already just like in horror of it. It is, yeah. Like there's one particular one that like you expect him to turn and he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like a Babadook. <laughs> He's like Michael Keaton in the Batman suit. <laughs> um. So Donnie says, "Look." And then we cut to a shot of a hand coming up from all of this rubble. This is the wait, third. Wait, oh, sorry. Before we get to that, we're skipping over a really great line from Mikey. Oh, go ahead, Adam. The I, I've said it once and I've said it again. I love being a turtle. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I, I love how he says it at this point. He's like, I've said it once and I'll say it again. And they're all like, I love being a turtle. <laughs> I love being an aquatic creature so we could have survived <laughs> I, that. Even though most things can swim. (laughs) I want a super cut of every time he says that, not only in this movie relating to turtle things, but just he'll do a thing and he'll be like, man, I love being a turtle. And they're all like, that has nothing to do with being a turtle. (laughs) He files his taxes. He's like, man, I love being a turtle. Files his taxes. (laughs) Turtles pay Teenage taxes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Taxes. Or he's like brushing his teeth and he's like, man, I love being a turtle. Or not brushing his teeth. <laughs> or not, yeah. He gets his toothbrush, looks at it, puts it down and goes, man, I love being a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to the dentist. <laughs> yeah, I think he says it He says it once in the first movie when he gets his head almost cut off. Um, you know, this actually brings up something. James, have you seen the Ninja Turtles Batman cartoon thing that came out? Uh, I did. So there's a couple of moments in there, and it 
we haven't talked about that movie in, in in any detail yet, but it's got some of the best turtle moments that I've ever seen. Like straight up pure, not Ninja Turtle, but turtle moments. There's a moment where Michelangelo is completely inside of his shell, just sitting on Robin, like pinning him to the ground, <laughs> which you've never seen a Ninja Turtle go completely in their shell. And I love no. that. Yeah, And then there's also a part where Batman catches Donatello in the Batcave and Donatello just kind of pulls his head into his shell about two thirds of the way because he's ashamed. <laughs> and it's like perfection. <laughs> that's that's part of the reason why I love the turtle cartoons is because you can do the things like that. That's got to be darn near impossible to pull off on film. They kind of did it in the first movie. But like, can you imagine seeing one of these giant wax or wax uh, uh, foam rubber turtles pull every limb inside of its shell? Like, yeah, that would have been that would have been perfect. It would have defied <laughs> physics. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bet that there room. was a. I bet there was a screen test of like a mechanism that did that, and then they showed it to executives, and they're like, "People will freak out if <laughs> yeah. they see that." Do you think the the shells are just bigger on the inside? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. No, it is a great line there that I love being a turtle, and I again sequelitis. We've mm-hmm. seen it before, mm-hmm. but they do it differently this time. It's it's in. It's a nice callback. This I, I enjoy that. Like they they're winking at the audience with this one, rather than just doing it for lack Dude, of story. Dude, they've been winking at us the whole time. Not everything <laughs> has been very winky though. Some of it is just you know they have been eyeing us at the club all night. <laughs> oh dear, making eyes and winking over and over again. And they're like, "Do you think they got the message?" Chris, are you, are you okay, man? Do you want to talk about huh? something? <laughs> no, I, they I'm keep buying us drinks and pointing at us from across the yeah, bar. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> Chris, you should tell someone about this, man. Okay, fine. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, is making me feel very uncomfortable in this podcast. <laughs> Rachel, remember that time uh, we were playing a show in the city and I got that girl a glass of water Yeah. on the other side of the bar? <laughs> There's this girl who's just like really, what? really, really drunk on the other side of the bar. And I flagged the bartender over. It's like, can you get her a glass of water and then tell her it's from me? And I, I, I see the bartender walk over and put a glass of water in front of her and then point over at me. And I like waved and pointed from the other side of the bar. It's like, you should drink that. And then uh, I got a dirty look, but she yeah. drank the water. She well, needed it. She yeah. needed to hydrate. Um, see, this is what I mean, James, when I tell you that we go off on tangents sometimes. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, man, I love being a turtle. And then Donnie points and we get the third shot of a hand clawing its way through rubble. (laughs) And uh, James, what is it that Raphael says right there? And then Rafe states the obvious by saying no one could have survived that. And then (laughs) the realization that no, they couldn't. (laughs) Happens. <laughs> yeah, Shredder's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Let me go back it's down like here. He, it's like he's just got a little bit of the juice left to to reach out, and then it. Oh, then I it don't like off. it when you call it the juice. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, what does it say that I prefer the ooze? The ooze. Yeah. Actually, I like Secret of the Juice more, and that's the new <laughs> title of the movie. That sounds like. An unauthorized biography of O.J. Simpson. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) What if O.J.'s nickname was The Ooze? Oh, God. Oh, God. He would have went to prison. (laughs) That's terrible. 
Actually, I would pay all the money in the world. I don't know if anyone watched the uh, People versus O.J. Simpson. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I did the, the one on uh, uh, FX. On FX. Yes, uh, but really With David good. Schwimmer saying uh, Uncle Juice the entire time. Yeah. Uncle Juice. Uh, yeah. But Uncle Ooze would have been the funniest <laughs> goddamn line I have ever heard. Oh, gross. And uh, that's, that's now terrible. my new name for O.J. Oh, jeez. Uh. Oh, no. Actually, that's what OJ stands for, Ooze Juice. So. <laughs> oh, God. Ooze Juice Simpson. Oh, oh no. It's our three favorite things. <laughs> I'm getting in my white Bronco and running the hell away from this conversation. Very slowly. Oh, now I feel uncomfortable. Um. Oh, wow. My face hurts from laughing. That was one of the best laughs I've ever had on this show. Funny story. I talk about white... Broncos so often that uh, my Facebook marketplace shows me every time there's an an early 90s white Bronco for sale near me. Perfect. Hysterical. Dude, I think you might be on a watch list or something. (laughs) (laughs) But I do want one so badly. There was one I almost bought. I was like, I'm just going to buy it because it was like 1500 bucks. I'm like, why wouldn't I buy this? You know, some like, people want like a Corvette. Off. I would love to have a DeLorean. You, just, well, you want a white Bronco? I want a 1994 white Bronco. Is this like a Roddy Piper gold dust thing, Adam? <laughs> uh, did you, did anyone ever get to see Juiced, the OJ prank show? Yeah. No. What? Oh, so just so when OJ needed to make a little bit of extra cash in his like nightmare phase after the murders, uh, he came up with OJ Simpson juiced, which is him doing a prank style show. But one of it was uh, him, him as a used car salesman (laughs) at a used car lot with a white Bronco that had like bullet holes in it. Oh, my God. It was insanity. I mean, may Mm. I remind you, this is the guy who wrote If I Did It. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then slowly stopped saying if throughout the course of it. <laughs> no, what happened was he wasn't allowed to get any money from it. The and Goldman's the Goldman's um, released it. Correct. And they changed the cover to just make if really, really small. <laughs> right. But he also, if I'm not, first off, all joking aside, I don't know if you guys are aware of the Kim Goldman podcast. But she's doing no. one now uh, called Confronted. It's amazing. She's talking to people who were involved in the trial. She talks to Marsh Clark. She talks to huh. prosecutors, Ooh. detectives. It's really good. Go listen to it. It's fascinating. How on earth did we get on this topic? I don't know. Um, uh, but it's my fault. Juice and ooze. <laughs> but the second thing is, I think he did an the interview juice. called If I Did It with a like an actual news anchor correspondent person and then was telling the story but then kept saying instead of like i would have done this he started going into like i did this mm. like changed the 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 uh. the tense of what he, anyway derailment number whatever 570 for our podcast <laughs> so what we're saying is oj should have been super shredder yes <laughs> oh, no. oh god no okay just want to make sure we're all on the same page then they'd be dead oh man allegedly um <laughs> We have a minute left, or sorry, a second left, and Leonardo's like, oh, I guess that's the end of the shredder. We witness in this minute, this is a big moment for this podcast, because the the threat of this film is over. This is this is the, the storyline climax. This is the conflict resolved. The bad guy is vanquished. This is effectively 
the end of the movie. Everything after this yeah. is just sort of epilogue, right? Yeah, Denouement. we could just pretty much roll credits. Except right that here. Perry got away with the use, which yeah. never comes back on screen again, though. Yeah, it's true. But it's the the idea of the threat. Yeah, I don't know. We, Chris, what were you just saying? In front, what does denouement mean? Like literally, the final part of a play, movie, or narrative well, in which the strands of the plot are drawn together and matters are explained or resolved. It, Okay, yes, but I mean, like the words, denouement, like the, like the actual translation. Or, yeah. It's French. I don't well, know. Um, yeah, uh, denouement. Mid 18th century French, denouement from denouer, un not. I'd like to untie. To untie, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay, to unknot. All right, interesting. But if you've they were really going. If they were really going to tie this up, and if they really learned any lessons from the last movie going into this movie, they'd walk up and take that guy's pulse. Like, just make sure <laughs> yeah. he's actually super dead. On yeah. this yeah. one, on this one, they should actually get the police to collect the body and do an autopsy. The turtles yeah. just God chop him into pieces and bury him in different parts of the country. No. Or yeah, just just Leo walks over with a sword and just stabs a bunch of different parts of the rubble. <laughs> what sword? He doesn't have any. That's true. I will say my uh, as much as I don't like most college humor stuff, there was a I'm not sure who's seen that one cartoon where like they're fighting foot soldiers and stuff, uh, and like Michelangelo throws a skateboard under one and Donatello trips one, and then Raphael's <laughs> just sitting there with his sigh and he's like uh, and just stabs one in the neck. <laughs> And everyone's like, oh, my God, what'd you do? And he's like, I, I don't know. But like, he's not moving anymore. Like, I think I beat him. And then everyone just figures out that their weapons are actual weapons and they just murder everyone. Oh, that seems like an appropriate companion piece for this film. Yes. Um, now, we've, we've already established, at least in our headcanon, that Casey Jones is at Rikers right now. Do you think when he hears about this, he feels kind of left out? Oops. Or maybe vindicated, like maybe he calls his lawyer and we're like, look, there's all of these sightings of this guy that everyone says that I killed. Yeah. <laughs> if he's alive, then I didn't commit a crime. Yeah. <laughs> I just said oops. But he and could go kill him because on. he couldn't get arrested Exonerate for double jeopardy, me. right? <laughs> if Casey Jones went out and then actually murdered Shredder after they found out he was walking around. K Casey Jones needs to get in contact with the Innocence Project. Yes. Mm. <laughs> um so on that sort of vein, I don't this has been going around. A couple of our turtle podcasting and Instagram friends have posted this. A couple of news outlets have actually picked this up that there's some chatter about this potential live action Netflix darker Ninja Turtle series thing. So weird. Have you guys heard about this? Not no. much, just the headline. No. So it's just essentially from what you've told me. It's Scott. essentially just the headline that's been going around like somewhere at Comic-Con or sometime shortly after. There was like this thing that happened. One of the guys that wrote, I think that wrote for the first movie. Oh God, I wish I could remember which of our turtles friends posted this video. Turtle Flakes or something like that. One of those guys. Anyway, one of the people we follow had a lot of stuff to say about this. But one of the guys that wrote in the first movie was like, "Yeah, we're we're going back to the Henson look for the next thing," and Crazy. had like no context. And it was like this big like what? And then. The next thing that we heard is like there might be a dark Netflix version of Ninja Turtles. What? And I think it's safe to say now because all that stuff that's been out there, we sort of heard the rumor even before those things came out. Yeah. That 
whatever the next Turtles project might be could potentially be in the timeline of the 90s films. Hmm. Um, Middle-aged cool. mutant Ninja so Turtles. As we are, well, I mean, or I don't know if it's going to be set present time or back then or what. Again, oh, it's all true. rumor. I don't know what the heck's happening. But it could this just, is just be set in 1995. This is just a rumor we heard sort of from things. But as we're talking about turtles that actually kill people, like, do you think you could handle seeing like a straight up dark, gritty, like adult version of Ninja Turtles? Like, do we yes. want to go that far yeah. with it? Do a it. daredevil yeah. hallway fight. Yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Oh, like all all the fight choreographers for for like the Marvel Netflix uh, stuff like are now out of a job, and also the fact that Netflix is doing that Dark Crystal reboot. They've been working with the Henson Company. They have access to the Henson Company, and then to really great fight choreographers that would like to choreograph some great. Yeah, fights. but you have to remember <gasps> yeah. that the I'm Henson. Sorry, I- Go ahead, James. Are you asking me if I want to see John Wick Ninja Turtles? Yes. yes. That's, that's exactly a very obvious that. yes. That's amazing. A thousand times yes? A thousand times yes. A thousand um, and one. But Chris, you have to remember the Henson Company didn't like the violence. Yeah, that's because Jim Henson was, he. they're not concerned. All right. All right. I, I mean, they did Farscape, for God's sake. Okay, true. <laughs> I would say that I, I'm worried that uh, Viacom and Nickelodeon currently own the Turtles, but Viacom and Nickelodeon have been really instrumental in getting a lot of the much darker comic book series re-released. True. So I th- I think they're kind of into the idea. Yeah. Well, and and we've been having this debate on Twitter. I've been talking to you know back and forth with people who are big fans of Rise of the Ninja Turtles and people who don't like it. What? And my sort of stance, and this has always been. As long as there has been Ninja Turtles, there's been a version of Ninja Turtles for every kind of fan there is. Whether you were goofy in the 80s and you wanted to watch the cartoon, or you wanted the dark in sort of grittier comic books, or the really dark comic books sort of in the mid-90s with the image stuff, or you wanted, you know, the 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 live action movies, or you wanted the CGI stuff, or like there's always been a version of Turtles to keep sort of everyone happy, and they've all kind of happened. You know, more than one at the same time. I don't know if I want Turtles to go super dark and super violent, but I think they should because there are people that want to see that. And it can happen at the same time as Rise of the Turtles. It can happen at the same time as the IDW comic books. There, it's just you know, it's variety is the spice of life. There's no reason that it can't happen at the same time. Like, because at the same time that you had the the Marvel Netflix shows, which again, like even if they went as dark as that, that wouldn't be that dark, frankly. Um, But at the same time that you know, uh, Matt Murdock was beating people senseless uh, in a hallway. Like they also had uh, like the Marvel Rising cartoon show about Squirrel Girl, for God's sake. Right. So you know, Nickelodeon and Viacom are perfectly fine having tandem like iterations of the property. Um, and also like they, I, I'm you know, it, it would make sense that they would want to work with because Viacom used to be a big part of Hulu, right? And now they're not because like Disney's getting controlling interest in Hulu. They they'll have Disney Plus. Like Netflix is going to need to step up its game in terms of content, and I think Nickelodeon and Viacom aren't really tied to any of the streaming services, really. Nickelodeon has its own thing right now. Here's the thing, though. Like um, Netflix doesn't currently have any iteration of the Ninja Turtles that's searchable. It's got the only thing it has is the 2007 movie. Oh, okay. So there there is at least which is continuity. One of those films, but imagine you're a parent 
and you have a young child who's really super into Rise of the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you open up Netflix, they're carrying on, and you're just trying to shut them up, and you do a search for Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and just play the first thing that comes up. That could be really not great. Well, so yeah. it begs the question, is the first movie sort of like, is that kind of the standard of where like a darker Ninja Turtles should go? Yeah. Should you kind of like put that sort of like the ceiling, maybe push it a little bit because it's 30 years later, but like not quite well, an R, well, but maybe there's, a PG-13? There's a, couple of, there's a couple of things they could do there because like, you know, it, it'll be in continuity with this movie, The Secret of the Ooze, but uh, we at the think, same we time, don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could be or it could not be, who knows? But, um, you know, if they if they take the first movie as starting point, I, I think, you know, it's been 30 years. All the fans that, you know, were little kids when we watched that in 1990 are now full-grown adults with kids of our own. And we might not... I, I think they've got enough leeway and enough room that even if it is in continuity, they could sort of go with the tone of the first movie and then just accept the fact that every once in a while, Raphael is going to shout, Fuck! Like that. in Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, and I just want to say, I think Robbie Riss should reprise his role as Michelangelo. That's all. Hashtag yeah, OG yeah. Mikey. Yeah. yeah. OG Mikey! Um, OG Mikey! That's... <laughs> Kind of, you can say it like the funny Mikey. Oh, Mikey. Yes, and if you really like saying funny Mikey, you should go to tmntminute.com and purchase our Funny Mikey's Combat Cold Cuts t-shirt. There it is. That's what you should do. Um, <laughs> plug. We're at the end of the minute here. You guys have anything else for, for this sequence here, these three minutes, the Kevin Nashiest minutes of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty good. James, no, I, have you I've had a good had time? Such a lo- such a lovely experience. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we put this together because like I brought this up to you like almost exactly a year ago. Yeah, yeah, a year ago. And Deep uh, week. and we just kept uh kept you in our hat there. <laughs> James on the plus I side. Appreciate it. Now you never need to talk to Adam again. So there's that too. <laughs> oh, there we go. Now he's dead to me. Yeah. I'm very excited. Don't don't talk to him in Ocean City. Just enjoy Jeep Week and then your Britney shirt and move on. <laughs> and we by the way, we're Britney all getting shirt. Jeep themed shirts that week. Oh no. I hope everyone's okay. Yes. <laughs> I this is yeah. a forced thing. For those for those who Picks don't know, there's a there's a happen. week there's a week in Ocean City, Maryland called Jeep Week, and it sounds exactly like how you think it does. It's like it's about Jeep Grand Cherokees. No, everyone, everyone has, has a Wrangler, Jeep. and yeah. they're obnoxious. Okay, and, we and always... you, yell, you yell Jeep Week at them, and they honk their horns. <laughs> so, so and then it's that's like it. The, so it's like the Maryland version of Fleet Week. No, it's just Jeep owners coming together and being. It's Jeep like owners. the car version of SantaCon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, but then there'd be a lot of drunk driving. But we always oh, happen to be down there for Jeep Week. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> you know, while you're down there, promote our podcast. I'm sure Jeep I have owners love I mean, hey, Turtles. we have James on the show, don't <laughs> we? <laughs> All right. James, where can we find you one more time? Uh, that would be at Chill Hartman. Chill Hartman all over the place. Make sure you guys go to tmntminute.com. Catch us all over the place as well. Uh, next week... When you hear us next, you're going to be hearing from our buddy Brandon Warren, a bandmate of mine, friend from last season. We are going to have a special announcement for everybody next week, so make sure you tune in for that. James, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been a blast. Thank you, guys. Enjoy Jeep Week, and uh, to you guys out there, have a happy uh, Pizza Friday, and we will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.